Good afternoon, everybody. This is Sarah with Connect Our Elders, and I'm here with Alex Casevalier of Mission Healthcare. She is the home health liaison, otherwise known as the community educator, because that's where her passion lies, is educating the community on what home health is and how it can benefit your loved one. Uh, she has been with Mission Healthcare for five years, and Mission Healthcare is uh, celebrating their 10-year anniversary, so they're certainly a company that is around to stay. Um, I personally have met with Alex several times and her energy is contagious and her passion for helping is, is paramount. So Alex, let's go ahead and get started. Um, if you could, please explain some background on the foundations of home health. Sure. So home health is a Medicare-based service. Uh, Medicare had founded home health care. And ultimately, the intention is, is to provide clinical-based care uh, to help rehabilitate seniors in the home. Um, in order to qualify for home health, uh, an individual needs to be considered homebound. And ultimately, what that means is that uh, the, the individual has a taxing effort to leave the home. Maybe they need the assistance of another person or transportation, um, possibly a device um, to leave their home. And, and so therefore, Medicare had created home health um, in order to, to give these patients care that they need in their home. Um, in addition to that, um, you know, what I find is that with home health, we're really trying to be as proactive as possible. Okay. Um, so, the intention is, is to keep patients in their home to get the rehabilitation they need to be independent um, as seniors. And, and on that same idea, uh, you know, in, in parallel with that idea is we want to do everything we can to keep our seniors out of the hospital setting. Exactly, exactly. Because um, for a couple of reasons, right? I mean, one, they prefer to be in their home, stable in their home and going in and out of the hospital is very traumatic. For yes. them, right, is disruptive. Um, but then you also said one of the qualifiers is that they're homebound, and so I, you know, they don't necessarily need to have a medical emergency, right, to get a home health evaluation. Is that correct? I mean, could the family members or the advisors involved say, "Hey, my my mom and dad, they're they're stuck at home. I think there needs to be some extra support." Could they request a home health evaluation based based on that? Absolutely. So um, something worth noting, we, we go come back to this homebound status. Um, I, I do have to note that with the world of COVID-19 that's presented itself, um, you know, the, the rules have changed a bit with home health. So a patient um, can be considered homebound during this time if they are an at-risk population for um, the COVID-19 virus. So it has changed a bit. Um, with that said, um, my goal as a community educator is to get uh, seniors on service with home health care before there is that emergency. Exactly what you're mentioning, Sarah. We want to um, allow for physicians, whether it's a primary doctor or specialty doctor, to recognize that this person could use a little bit of rehabilitation, you know, be well in their home. Um, but we also take care of patients out of the acute setting that are going home and need a safe discharge plan. Exactly. And I think I think sometimes where the disconnect is that uh, the general public, right, uh, thinks that they can only utilize home health if their loved one has gone to the hospital and now they're discharging. And what you're saying, what I'm hearing you say is that, no, home health can be used as a proactive measure to keep your loved one out of the hospital. Is, th is that kind of the point? Yeah. 
Exactly. So I'll give you a really quick example um, of a patient that um, could benefit from home health. So let's say patient Bob has chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. He has COPD. He goes into his pulmonologist and he tells his doctor, you know what? I've been, I've been not as ambulatory. I haven't been able to get up and around as much. I'm not really able to do my daily functions the same. And in fact, the other day I was so weak getting up off the couch that I fell down. No 911 was called. The the senior's still at home. He's talking to his pulmonologist at an appointment. Um, in which case, this is a perfect opportunity for the doctor to order home health, for therapy to come take care of this patient in the home, get them stronger, and keep them on their feet. Okay. Uh, we have a question. <laughs> so this is the first time I've done this, and we're actually fielding questions. So this is this is awesome. Okay. So Tammy Moses is asking. When a discharge planning, how is home health asking questions about porting issues? Okay. okay. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so different agencies, we're, we're all mandated by Medicare guidelines and CMS guidelines. Um, different agencies can provide a little bit of variation in, in what disciplines they support in home health. Um, something that would be really important for um, specifically with mission is we have um, two disciplines. One is behavioral health nursing and two um, is a social worker. So if we have a patient that has hoarding issues and it's inhibiting their health at home, um, it, they may need a nurse with a psychiatric background to kind of help them um, move past some of some of these contents in their home, as well as a social worker. Perhaps that um, patient may not be best suited to be in their home and um, can certainly look into as many options as possible. Uh, that that's a fantastic answer, Alex. And and to uh, kind of piggyback on what Alex said, Tammy, uh, from experience, I know Mission Healthcare is very good about you know even if she is focused, even though Alex is focused on home health or the person that goes out and does the evaluation, they're looking at the bigger picture and actually assessing what the overall needs are. And so they will bring in appropriate resources when needed to make sure that they're holistically taking care of the individual. Absolutely. So thank you for that question, Tammy. Okay, um, what services exactly does home health provide? I find that there's often some confusion between home care and home health and those differences there. So, so let's narrow in on what exactly home health is. Um, yes, so to clarify for home health, um, we are a clinically based service. We're an intermittent service. So it's a teaching based education service for patients at home. Um, to clarify really quickly, short answer, home health versus home care is that home health is clinically based and home care is going to provide caregiving support in the home. Um, mm -hmm. With regards to your question uh, about which disciplines, uh, what clinical care can we expect? Um, home health care is initiated by either an RN, nursing care, speech therapy, or physical therapy. Okay. We provide occupational therapy that works very closely with the physical therapist in a multidisciplinary way, um, behavioral health nursing, home health aid, and social work. I do want to touch on home health aid because it sounds like, okay, this person's going to help me with my groceries or help me, you know, with my daily living skills. And ultimately it comes down to clinically based needs. We're going to, we're going to bring ourselves back down to home health, clinically based needs. And so home health aid is, is to help with sponge bathing. Um, we can't be healthy if, if we're not able to keep ourselves somewhat clean. So right. those are all 
Depends Home Health provides. And I, I have found over the years that there is a lot of confusion. Like I was saying before, you know, asking that question is that, you know, when the, let's say they're discharging from the hospital and they're getting home health and they're, they're excited, right? Because it's covered by Medicare, correct? Or, or whatever the insurance is, which you can talk more to that. Um, right. But they assume that that resource, home health, is going to help them with the activities of daily living, grocery shopping, housekeeping. And and um, it's sad sometimes because then people like me, who, who used to be strictly on the home care side, we show up and we say, no, unfortunately, that those types of tasks aren't covered. Uh, but that's that's when we have other resources that can fill in, you know, such as the Respite Well program in San Diego or, you know, there's tons of different home care companies, Coast Care Partners, Live Home, um, all kinds of different ways. But the whole the whole key is for all of us to work together, like Mission Healthcare and the various companies to work together to I like to call it a mosaic of care. Right. Mm-hmm. We have to work together to put all the pieces together for the families. Uh, when would a patient benefit from home health? Sure. So um, kind of going back to the basics, if a patient needs some intermittent education on on what their diagnoses are, what what we can help them with at home, um, we're going to send out a clinician. The patient is now considered homebound. And something very important in that in this trifecta is that a physician needs to order home health. And um, that is a very big difference between home health and home care. It needs to be ordered by yeah. a physician. Whether it's out of the hospital, skilled nursing facility, in in a practice. Um, And I I want seniors to think about this order as if the doctor's writing you a prescription um, for a medication. Although it's not medication based, we're providing a clinical service. Um, When a physician writes these orders, um, you know, the patient is considered to benefit from this. Um, Yes. And so ultimately, a patient that's homebound that needs some teaching at home and ultimately um, has a doctor to write the order, that's when a patient can benefit. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, I worked with you, Sarah, and and you're doing, uh, you know, caregiving for a senior and you're taking care of them at home, but ultimately they need a clinically based service. And so you let me know, well, can you please reach out to this doctor? Um, There are many ways that a patient gets referred to home health, but ultimately I'd like to think about, um, you know, utilizing your home health agency, whoever that may be, to obtain orders for you if you feel like you need these services. So let's, I really want to, I really want to focus on this for a second because I'm, I might even have some confusion about this. So a family, let's say we, we have an adult daughter or adult son listening in right now and they feel like, okay, my mom or dad could benefit from home health. Can they contact the daughter or the, the doctor, the physician and say, I would like you or will you consider writing an order for home health? Can it be done that way or does it have to be done by a home health organization or another physician? Can, can the family do this? The family can do this. The family can initiate um, their request for home health. Um, and something that's very important for this family to recognize is that the doctor that's ordering home health care needs to have seen your loved one recently. They need to know what's going on. So, okay. I, you know, the most important thing for a family to do is um, one, to check if if their loved one has been seen by their doctor recently. If they have not, during these times, they can schedule a telehealth me- uh, appointment or otherwise go into the office. Um, and that way, the doctor really is, is honed in on what's going on with this senior at home and what they're able to offer through home health will be much more apparent um, once they're able to see their patient. 
I, I really, I really love that the family can can be proactive with with getting this for their loved one. I, I feel like sometimes the adult children are just kind of waiting for the system, right? The the medical system or somebody. They're waiting for some resource to tell them what to do. But if they know, wait a minute, I, I can I can be the catalyst to get this started for my for my mom or my dad. Um, I just feel like a lot of them don't know this, <laughs> and so I think that that is a piece that isn't often communicated um anyway from what i from what i've seen out there yes, um, absolutely okay. uh what can a patient expect as far as the amount and level of care they will receive from home health so what i guess what that means is what are the parameters okay sure so home health is not an acute care setting and we're also not a long-term service um, i keep on using the word intermittent teaching um chronic disease management and so Ultimately, what we'll do is, is after an order has been written for home health, um, mission and, and home health in general, we take that very seriously. Um, we want to get out to see that resident or that patient as soon as possible. And um, ultimately, when the clinician comes out to do the first visit, they're setting a frequency of how often and a duration of how long that patient is meant to be seen based on their goals, based on what's clinically necessary. Um, mm -hmm. In an ideal world, we want to get this senior as independent as they'd like to be in their home. Um, okay. and, and so with, with that idea, we're kind of following the philosophy of let's be proactive. Let's, let's take care of them. So whether it's a, a patient that discharged from a skilled nursing or hospital, or they're coming straight, um, having orders for home health straight from their physician, um, they can expect to be seen by home health. And the short answer, um, it really depends on what's clinically necessary for how often and long they're meant to be seen. So when you say that, what I'm what I'm hearing is it's customized, right? It is customized to the individual. So um, if it's customized to the individual, who pays for home health? Let's talk about sure. that for a minute. Great question. Um, so Medicare is is the founder of home health. Um, and ultimately, Medicare recognizes home health at 100%. So this is a service. And we call this podcast the home health benefit, because this is a benefit that <laughs> their whole life, they've been paying into this. And thank you. And so um, this is this is a service that's covered 100% by Medicare. Now, um, other HMO and PPO plans have been working on catching Medicare and providing this service. And so I think that if I were a member or possibly someone that would like to uh, acquire home health, um, I would reach out to my doctor and I'll be able to figure out which you're in your insurance. Right. Uh, you know, that that's often a conversation I've had when I'm meeting with families is, you know, uh, explaining to them, wait a minute, this is something that you have been paying for your entire life. <laughs> as long as you've been working, you've been paying for this. So, you know, I, I have often described home health and hospice, you know, when, when I can see that maybe they could benefit, I say, you are entitled to this. Okay. It's just like when I, I speak to veterans, when we talk about maybe getting them aid and attendance, no, you have, you have earned this basically. Right. Because they've paid into the pot of money. And so I have found that, that using that terminology has often um, been helpful to them. Right. They, they think about it in a different way when they start realizing, OK, wait a minute, I, I've kind of earned I've earned the right to be able to use this benefit. Um, and, you know, when we talk about these older generations, um, that sort of mindset for them to, to recognize that is a 
is important, right? They they tend to not want to feel like they're taking advantage or using something that they don't deserve. So knowing that they've paid into this makes a difference. Absolutely. Okay. Um, How does a patient know when to choose home health versus hospice? Because both are covered by Medicare, right? And, um, And the criteria is different also. So why don't you go ahead and elaborate on that? Sure. Um, So Mission, as an agency, we provide home health care and hospice care, both clinically based services in the home. Um, I'll I'll talk about some of the similarities between home health and hospice. Um, And the biggest one is um, it goes along with the philosophy that we want to keep patients out of the hospital and receiving the, the care that they need at home. The difference between home health and hospice is um, related to the care that they need at home. So um, home health care, we are seeking aggressive treatment. We're trying to get better. We're rehabilitating. We're we're working on our independence. Mm -hmm. Hospice Mm -hmm. care um, is, is for a terminally ill patient that is seeking comfort and dignity at home. Um, There are, different physical states and um, that th- these patients may be in, but there's also a ph- philosophical backing to, to home health yes. and hospice. Um, as I mentioned, home health, we are, we're working on aggressive treatment. Hospice, we're working on comfort care. So what I would trying to do a better benefit would be for myself or my loved one is to reach out to my, my primary care doctor or otherwise the most closely following doctor that knows your loved one or yourself the most, because, okay. um, feel like you're on the brinks between needing home health or hospice services. Um, your doctor can always write an evaluation for hospice to see if you qualify. Um, and if not, um, you can certainly from Right. And let's, so I find myself often telling people to, you know, just get the evaluation. Just because you get the evaluation doesn't mean that you actually have to start services, Right. Right. Exactly. Um, if you qualify for hospice, it's such a beautiful benefit. Um, oh, absolutely. To a patient, um, it's a it's a higher level of clinical care than what home health can provide. So, home health, um, we are scheduled visits um, guiding towards this rehabilitation. Um, so, certainly, you know, I would I would ask my doctor if I would qualify for a hospice evaluation, and that way, um, I always use this term when I'm speaking with patients. They have that resource in their back pocket because, as you know, you're always asked to make decisions sometimes at a rapid rate are you going to go this way or that way this way or that way and and ultimately having a hospice evaluation allows for the patient to have as much information as they need at their fingertips they do and i um you know all of this all of this from like the continuum of care right is super overwhelming for the elder themselves I'm super overwhelming for the family members. I've talked with so many families over the years. And I do think I've had the opportunity to meet with your team of social workers. I know you, I know Matt, I know Derek, right? Like everybody um, from your company, from your team is very, um, very interested in, in doing a good job, right? Bringing peace to the situation, bringing guidance to the situation. And, you know, I really respect that about you guys, right? It's not about just bringing on another patient or turning another dollar. <laughs> you, like, you guys actually care about the people. And, and that, that personally means a lot to me because that's kind of in line um, with the philosophy of Connect Our Elders, which is about empowering aging, right? As you said, you're an educator. You're the home health liaison, 
but you're basically an educator. And so, you know, education empowers. And I really like the fact that that you guys take that approach. And I know from, from the hospice side, Derek definitely takes that approach. I've, I've had the uh, opportunity to work with him many times on, on the hospice side. So uh, yeah, I, I couldn't say better things about you guys at Mission Healthcare. Um, is there anything that we haven't touched on? Um, you know, I think that really quickly, I'd like to kind of run through a, a, a scenario of a continuum of care that a senior may, may go through. Um, so we talked about Bob earlier. He he has COPD. He went to his pulmonologist and he was prescribed home health. Um, there may be um, a case where a different patient, let's call them Pat, has also has the same diagnosis. They have COPD. Um, Pat has an exacerbation at home, goes into the hospital. Um, from the hospital, may go to a skilled nursing facility or may discharge at home on home. Healthcare, mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to, to notice that um, home health isn't the only component that we're, we're looking into when we when we see a patient. And what I mean by that is it, that kind of saying that I had mentioned, put this idea in your back pocket. Um, and so Pat goes to the hospital and doesn't go to a skilled nursing. Um, one of my skilled nursing facility partners had actually asked me to touch on this, and so I'll kind of mention this very quickly. Um, there are situations where, let's say, a senior was in the hospital for three nights a day, that when they go home on home health, if their condition they can direct admit into a skilled nursing facility rather than going to the hospital, um, along with the line of, We'd like to keep patients out of the hospital and home. Um, sometimes patients' conditions change. Our home is ever-changing. And so, um, you know, whether it's Pat going to the hospital to skill nursing to home health or the hospital straight to home health, um, there's many different options for seniors. And, and I want I want them to know that um, that home health should be a service that's there for you to connect you with resources, whether it be home care, skill nursing RCFE, if they need to go into an assisted type of situation, that um, home health really is there as your mission. I know that you had spoken about me and Derek. Thank you. Um, we're, we're really there for our patients on, on the level of care that they need and resources to help educate them. You, you do. And you guys do an excellent job of bringing together other resources outside of what Mission Healthcare uh, even provides. And, and it's that holistic approach, which I think is so important. Um, we just got a message. Sarah, try muting yourself while Alex is talking to stop the feedback. Okay, I apologize to the viewers. It sounds like we have some feedback. Um, okay, uh, we also, um, somebody had commented, people need to remember that hospice is not always for close to death care. Um, while this segment is about home health, I do think that that is an important thing to touch on. Um, Mission Healthcare does have home health and hospice. Um, I know that I'm often having this conversation. Uh, People have this perception that if you need hospice, that means you're dying tomorrow. (laughs) And that's not the case. Uh, There are people that are on hospice for extended periods of time. Um, And often I've seen it myself with patients that I've worked with when I worked in hospice. Um, You know, once they take advantage of the benefit, they often see, you know, an improvement, right? so do you have anything to add to that, Alex, as far as the hospice is not just for those that are dying tomorrow? Mm-hmm. 
I think, um, you know, there is there is that myth. Hospice is not a service to lengthen nor shorten um, our lifespan. It's a service to help keep us comfortable and, and with dignity. So that is a very good point. No, hospice isn't isn't just at the, the last hours to days of our life. It's a service that helps keep us comfortable um, as, as we're terminally ill. Exactly. And not only that, um, so the comfortable, the dignity uh, towards the end, but also you get a, a full team of support um, when, you, when you have hospice. You have your social worker, the chaplain, right? Uh, the, the RN, you have the, the medical director, correct? Who am I forgetting? Or is that pretty much the team? Sometimes there's music therapy, pet therapy, those sorts of resources as well. Absolutely. So hospice... Um, is, is a continuum of, of a large group of people that are helping to support this patient in the home. You had on um, all the disciplines. <laughs> okay, um, well, is there anything else that we should add about home health? I think that covers it, unless anyone has any questions. Here's the, um, I think this is the thing that I really, really want people to understand. If you have a loved one, let's say you're geographically separated, let's say you're even in the same town, but you know that your mom and dad is homebound, right? They are not able to get out on their own. It is worthwhile seeing if home health can benefit your loved one. I mean, there, there's no harm in seeing if, if perhaps it could be a layer of support to your mom or dad. So um, don't don't wait for the medical system to say, hey, you're discharging from the hospital. You here, we're sending you home with home health. Let's be proactive in taking care of our parents. Let's be proactive in taking care of our clients. You know, let's ask. Let's ask for the benefits that that we've paid into. That's my end message. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, if anybody out there thinks that uh, you have somebody that could benefit from home health, um, how how can they contact you, Alex? Um, well, they can they can reach me on my work cell phone number. I'll I'll go ahead and give that to you. It's six one nine eight four zero nine six zero nine. If if you have any questions about home health in general, I'm here to to answer them for you. Um, and you can also reach out to Mission Healthcare. Go ahead and Google um, Mission Home Health and, and you'll be able to find our website there as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, again, I am Sarah Christ with Connect Our Elders. Our entire mission is to empower aging and we are empowering aging, aging by bringing together all resources like Alex with Home Health and Hospice and Home Care and Community Resources. And so Alex, we really appreciate you coming on board as one of our resources. Um, if you have any questions, reach out to Alex or you can contact me. Uh, my information is on my social media profile. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thanks.